Gentlemen, welcome to the Man I Want to Be podcast, Wisdom Wednesday edition, where the big idea is if you get wisdom, you get everything else. My name is Keaton Tucker. I am the host of this podcast, and I release these podcasts uh, three times a week is the schedule that we're going with right now, and it has been a lot of fun. It's been really, really good, and uh, on Wednesdays, we do Wisdom Wednesday, Um, like I said, because if you get wisdom... You get everything else. You get better relationships. You get better finances. You do better at work. You have more joy. Like, you get everything. Uh, We look for Wisdom Wednesday. We look through the, the, uh, what's it called? The wisdom literature in the the scripture, in the Bible. We go through Proverbs primarily. Uh, Psalms is also included in there. And then Ecclesiastes and the Song of Solomon, which is a book all about sex between you and your spouse. What a... Then I'm not really up for teaching that at this time in my, uh, right now. I just, I'm like, no, I think I'll leave that for when I'm older uh, and more mature and don't have to make jokes. Um, and it's, <laughs> oh, sorry, I wasn't meaning to say that. Um, I like to joke around a lot. Uh, so occasionally when I make some jokes, I'm going to lose my train of thought, even though it's only a minute and 19 seconds into the podcast. Uh, last week, we chose to look at the book of Ecclesiastes. We're going to look at the book of Ecclesiastes again this week because in uh, when you do February, the way I do this is I open up to Proverbs on whatever day it is and I pick one of the Proverbs. So today would be like Proverbs chapter 8 and then pick one of the Proverbs in Proverbs chapter 8. But uh, because we're in March and February is 28 days, all of the same days f- fall in March. So like... Uh, you're going to get on Wednesdays for February, we're going to be the 1st, the 8th, uh, would have been the 15th, or I don't, 20, I don't remember, but exactly how it is, math, hard. Um, and so it was going to fall the same in March. March 1st is a Wednesday, March 8th, just like it was in February. So I was like, well, I don't want to pull from the same proverb again this early in the podcast, so we're going to go with Ecclesiastes. And last week we talked from the end of Ecclesiastes about it's time to build something. It's time to give your life over to something. You can't look at the wind and the waves. You just need to kind of do stuff and not let your decisions be determined by the economy, the politics of the time, because all you're doing is worrying and you're not actually building, and it's always time, it is time to build something for the future, because everybody gets through these waves, these political uncertainties, the economic uncertainties, these happen over and over and over and over and over again throughout history, and the people who make the most of them by building are the people that you end up reading about, Um, so it's time to build, and today, I'm going to be in Ecclesiastes again, and we're going to be in chapter 9 of Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes is different than Proverbs because Proverbs is like how to make the most of your life. Um, when It's like things that Solomon had written down, King Solomon had written down when he was living and things he noticed and the wisdom that he had been given by God. Um, and it's things that you should do as a young person and as a middle-aged person and and as even as an older man. But Ecclesiastes is a man, it's Solomon also, but he's at the end of his life. And you have a different perspective, I'm told, because I'm in the middle of my life, you have a different perspective at the end of your life than you do at the beginning of your life as to what is most important. And Ecclesiastes is the end of his life perspective. What has he learned? What has he noticed? What, What would he tell young people, old people, anyone who would listen now that he is older and 
Solomon had the benefit of having everything. He had more money than most people. If you were to Google how rich was Solomon, um, he made Elon Musk look poor. Like Elon Musk could mow Solomon's yard. That's how rich Solomon was. Part of that is he was a king, uh, and when the king's wealth, the king's wealth is the nation's wealth. It's one and the same, so you get a little bit different. But he was unbelievably wealthy, unbelievably successful. Uh, he built the first temple for Israel. He made all these uh, different gardens, and the if you want to read about it, it's in First Kings or yes, no, Second Second Kings. You can read all about Solomon's. Um, like all that he accomplished and you can, there's a lot of research on how, how successful and wealthy he was. Uh, he had like 800 wives, which is way too many, way too many. Or was it 200 wives and 800 concubines? I don't remember. He had, there are a lot of women and he, he had everything. And yet he opens up Ecclesiastes with like, it's all vanity. It doesn't matter. It's all vanity because and vanity, not in now you should be lazy and do nothing with your life. That's not what Ecclesiastes is about. Ecclesiastes is about the things you chase, the successes you so desire, they don't actually bring you what you think they will bring you. What they bring you is a lot of toil and effort and striving after the wind that does not satisfy. And he ends his book with, enjoy your life, enjoy the toil, what you get to do, enjoy your wife and your kids, Keep God's commands. It's better to be wise than to be foolish, but at the end of the day, it's all vanity, so go ahead and enjoy it, which is a weird way to end a book, but you and I, especially these young men, we're, if you're in your late, uh, in your early 20s, you're kind of idealistic. You have a lot of anticipation of what the future is. In your late 20s and your early 30s, you feel like it's time to conquer and build, and you're like, I am ready. I feel like I'm starting to get equipped, and in your... Uh, I assume in your mid thirties, you're like ready to go, 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 go. And then something happens when you get a little, and you're like, ah, oh, man, when you're in your forties and fifties, you're kind of, ah, this is not going the way I thought it was. And that's what the term, the second half of life comes from because you hit around your forties and you're like, Ooh, so things are not quite what I thought they would be. Um, and ironically, I have been told, I cannot verify this, but I have been told that your fifties are the best years of your life. And, I, I've been told that. Uh, I'm sure someone in their 60s would say, no, the 60s, my 60s are the best years of my life. Uh, so we, we young people who were idealistic and were ready to conquer and build and do all the good things that we should be doing and putting our efforts to, uh, we it's not over when we get older. It actually gets better. But so here, going back to Ecclesiastes, um, I love this passage. Um, I've got a big, in my Bible, I've got a big green square around it because I wanted it to stand out to me. Every time I looked at Ecclesiastes, I wanted this one to matter. And well, one of the reasons, I, I mean, I, I had put a square around this before. I was a Theodore Roosevelt fan, but a lot of Theodore Roosevelt's life philosophy comes from these, how many verses is it? These four verses. Um, the opening of his autobiography goes basically through these these four verses uh, and this big quote that he has about like what what is the effort of like I think this might have been his favorite book in the Bible now that I think about it and I think through the things that he wrote. Um, and so let me read it to what what, what it says because 
Let me. I'll. I'll just read it. He says, "Go, go, eat your bread with joy and drink your wine with a merry heart, for God has already approved what you do. Let your garments always be white. Let not oil be lacking on your head. Enjoy life with the wife whom you love all the days of your vain life that He has given you under the sun, because that is your portion in life, and in and in your toil at which you toil under the sun." Whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all of your might. For there is no work or thought or knowledge or wisdom in Sheol to which you are going. Wow, that ends kind of solemn, doesn't it? Down to Sheol, here we go. Which is like the Jewish version of like death before you get to meet with God. Um, go, Go enjoy the life with the one that you love. You've heard me talk before about like the joy of Jesus and how uh, everybody loved being around him and and there is a time in your life where you are you want to build and go conquer some mountains and do some awesome things in your life and you should and you later you find out like I'm doing all of this stuff but if you didn't enjoy it it feels like vanity it feels like chasing after the wind and you're going to miss what is actually going on in your life and joy is the gift that you are given like your life is a gift to be enjoyed. And a lot of people think that what I need to do to enjoy my life is actually to forsake my work, to forsake everything. And I just need to chase travel, vacation, experiences, um, you name it. And that, that's not what this passage is saying. That's not what it's saying at all. It's actually whatever your hand finds to do, whatever work you find to do, there's this separation in our society right now. And this has probably been, and because this book is so old, it tells me that's been true all along. There's a separation in society that says joy is not actually found in your work. Work is what you do to pay the bills. Joy is what you do with the money that you made. Like you, it's, they can no, they cannot be uh, mingled together. And this says, nope, no, 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 no. Enjoy the work of your hands. Enjoy the food that you get to eat. Go and eat your bread with joy. Drink your wine with a merry heart. Don't feel, if you're going to have a glass of wine, don't feel guilty about it. If you're going to have 10, maybe start to feel a little guilty about it because you ain't going to make good choices. <laughs> but um, God has given bread for food and wine for drink, and he's already approved what you do. A lot of us get all caught up in like, oh, I wonder if God wants me to do this, or I wonder if God wants me to do that. I wonder if God wants me. No, 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 no. Um, God has already approved what you do. There's a lot of burden that comes with trying to figure out like, am I in the right lane? Am I, am I doing the right job? Is this what God wants me to do? What God really wants you to do is work really, really hard where you are and try to enjoy it along the way. Because when you enter, when you add joy into whatever you're doing, whether it is teaching children, cleaning cars, fixing cars, working a hospital, working at a church, working at a restaurant, Starbucks, working in banking, as an engineer, whatever it is that you're doing, when you add joy into it, it changes everything. When you decide, I'm going to find as much joy in this work, it changes everything. If you're an engineer, you're not just doing math problems and graphing and doing all the things that engineers do. No, you're building cities and landscapes and making the world beautiful and efficient at the same time. That's different. That's joyful. He says, let your garments always be white. Let oil not be lacking on your head. Enjoy life with the wife whom you love. 
all the days of your vain life that he has given you under the sun, because this is your portion and in your toil at which you toil under the sun. Enjoy life in your toil and enjoy life with your wife. Don't let your toil take away from your wife and don't let your wife take away from your toil. You have both, but what you want to do is find a way to incorporate joy into both of these. And it starts by saying, God, thank you for this. Thank you for my life. It begins with recognizing that your life is a gift. Your life is a gift. You are here on purpose for a purpose. And you are not here by accident. And I know that a lot of times, young men, you're like, ha. This doesn't feel like a gift at all. Actually, it feels like I'm just getting kicked in the face. It feels like I'm just doing nothing but suffering. And yeah, yeah, suffering is a part of life. But your life is a gift. And it's amazing what joy will do. You get real joy when you go all the way through suffering. Like all the way. You don't try to mitigate suffering. You don't try to get away from suffering. When you go through suffering, you get all. You get the real joy. Because you realize that like even though like work is toil and suffering feels like death what you start to realize is like yeah but i'm here and i made it through and the things that satisfy aren't the actual things that i thought would satisfy but i'm here and you have this new perspective on life whatever your hand finds to do do it with all of your might that is the opening of theodore roosevelt on leadership that's his favorite that is his that is his verse uh, for his his uh, philosophy of work. Uh, whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might. So wherever you are today, whatever you're doing today, whatever job you have today, do it with all of your might. Do what do what you can do with what you have where you are. Is how Theodore Roosevelt put it. I have said this on the podcast before, but it, when you start when you you stop looking for the perfect job, the the job that it'll be fulfilling. Now there's some that are now I will just as a disclaimer, there are some jobs that just kind of suck. Like and you're like, this is not me at all. If you wanted put if you put me in a position where I had to do the same thing over and over and over and over and over again every single day, I would hate it. Hate it. Hate it. Hate it. Um but I'd be willing to bet if I found a way to make it joyful, it would be at least more tolerable. And so there is something to finding your lane absolutely why are you here like what are you gifted to do but at the same time where whatever your hand finds to do wherever you are today if you're at starbucks if you're at a child care center if you're in a hospital if you're an engineer if you're in banking whatever you're doing today do it with all of your might because as i've said before on episodes long time ago when you try to be the best at your job suddenly you start enjoying your job and that's like the gift of life is to be able to enjoy whatever you're doing. Nobody wants to toil after vain vanity. Like nobody wants to just be like, ugh, back to the grind. And a lot of people have made a lot of money telling you that like you need to escape whatever rat race there is. And, and what they're trying to say is like build, get some assets so that you can go do whatever you want to do and yeah you should get assets that's a good idea but do whatever you want to do you actually you're you're not going to find what you're looking for you're just not you're going to find what you're looking for when you decide to enjoy whatever you're doing so whatever you do do it with all your might enjoy your wife enjoy your life and enjoy the work that you get to do 
Thank you for tuning in to this version of the Man I Want to Be podcast, Wisdom Wednesday edition. If you liked this episode, uh, either leave us a five-star review or write us a review. That would be really, really helpful. And if you didn't like what you heard, well, just pretend you didn't listen because that helps us out also. And until next time, this is the Man I Want to Be podcast.